Hey friends, welcome to another episode of R&R. These episodes are meant for you to get some rest and relaxation, maybe a little rejuvenation as you head into the weekend. In these R&R episodes, you'll either get Rachel or myself. And today, obviously, it's me, Robin, with you. So it feels like I need to just kind of update our listeners and all of Team Matt on where we're at. If you've been following along on Robin May Ministries on Facebook, you know that it's been a really, really difficult 10 days or so. Early last week, things got pretty complicated. It became obvious that Matthew was having some complications from the transplant, complications that we thought were pretty typical. But by the weekend and then to early this week, it became obvious that the doctors were concerned about some things that aren't so typical. So to begin my episode today, it just seems fitting that I would give everyone an update on Matthew's transplant process. If you've been following along on Robin May Ministries, then you know that things started going downhill last week. And uh, these were what we would probably consider normal bumps in the road, some of them a little more abnormal than, than most, but we didn't get really too concerned with these things until we saw Matthew's counts start to decline. And if you'll recall, what I had been praying for and asking for prayer was for engraftment. Engraftment happens whenever we see his white blood cell counts start to rebound and come up from nothing. And you remember, it's nothing because the radiation and chemo completely wiped out, it completely ablated his own nervous, his own immune system. And so when we see those counts start to back up, bounce up, then we know that, hey, look, the new immune system is taking root in his body. So we thought we had crossed that hurdle. We thought engraftment had happened. His numbers were building, building, and building. And then as the week went on, those numbers started dropping and dropping. And it became clear that engraftment had maybe not occurred or certainly hadn't occurred in the way that was sustainable for Matt's immune system. So what does that mean? It means that Matt will have to be retransplanted. Unless, and I do say unless, unless something miraculously happens. And I'll say what that is. So those counts that I'm talking about, they have slightly, ever so slightly bounced up. Just a tad. Just a tad. And they are looking closely at that because if it would continue to come up a little tad more and a little tad more, that might impact moving forward. And it may be that engraftment, something slowed it down and that maybe it will go ahead and happen. Or it may be that if that's the case, then Matthew might be able to just get by with a boost of stem cells instead of a complete retransplantation. So if you happen to believe in miracles and believe that God is willing to move big mountains, then join me in praying for that miracle, that by God's grace, that if it would be his will, that we wouldn't need to retransplant, that we could just do something less minimal. But otherwise, if that doesn't happen, um, our team, our medical team is working really around the clock to put it all the things into motion that need to happen for Matthew to be transplanted again as soon as possible. And many of you know that one of my prayer requests has been that our original donor would agree to be transplanted again, or not to be transplanted, but that he would agree that 
to uh, give cells, to donate stem cells for Matthew a second time. And join me in praising that yesterday we found out that indeed he is willing to do a second donation. So right now we're just kind of on pins and needles waiting to hear back from the National Donor Marrow Registry about the timing of all that and, and how quickly he can get back in for us to collect his stem cells. And when I say us, I certainly don't mean me because that would be ridiculous. So as more information about that timeline comes available, I certainly will share it with you. I'll continue to be very specific in my prayer request and I will continue to give thanks for you every time I think of you because you are so faithful to pray for us, to care for us, uh, to wake up in the middle of the night and have us on your heart, to think of us while you're driving, while you're walking. I just know that God has laid us on the hearts of so many, and we are so thankful for how you love us. Having said that, because I love you, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This perhaps has been the hardest, most difficult week, at least of my spiritual life, in a long, long time. I'm embarrassed because so many people will say, oh, you're such an inspiration. Your faith is so strong. And as Matthew has talked about in previous episodes, it almost feels phony because if you could have seen me literally weak in the knees and crying my eyes out and yelling and just too hurt to even pick up my journal or my Bible to even see what God had to say with me. I assure you, you would not be inspired by my lack of faith. I've been weak, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I have been mad, and I have been so confused by all of this. And in some ways, I still am. I don't think we wrestle with God about these big issues and get it all figured out in the matter of a few days. I think this is something that he and I will be working on together for quite some time. But during this time, I have had to ask myself, what do I know works? And again, it's ironic because I just talked on my last R&R about not going down the what if rabbit hole, right? So I've really had to practice that and try my best to stay with what is rather than what if. And the other thing I've had to do instead of focusing on all the things I don't know is to focus on what I do know. And if I'm being honest, in my weakest moments this past week, I haven't even been able to do that. I have had to rely on others, many of you who I'm sure are listening today, to speak in and remind me of what I know. Because in those darkest moments, I began to ask, God, are you really good? Because this is not good. Do you really hear us? Because thousands of people are praying and our prayer wasn't answered. I've asked in the dark of the night, have you abandoned us? Are you here? Is your right hand really holding on to us? Are you going before us? Are you beside us? Are you still in charge? And do I have enough? Am I enough for this journey that you've called us to? And as my faith has been tested over these last couple of weeks, it's been interesting to look back in just this short time and see how the, 
God has really been chasing me down. He's been chasing me down with the truth, the truth of his love and his goodness. And he has used so many people in doing so. And that's what I really want you to take away today if you're listening to this R&R. I want you to know that God is using and has used and will continue to use just random people in my life. Random people who are breathing his life back into my broken heart and restoring it. So I wanted to give you a couple examples of this because I want you to know whenever God leaves someone or something, if he prompts an action, I'm going to ask you to really be attentive to that and to not just dismiss it, but rather to act on that because that's exactly what some people have been doing in my life. And it's made a huge difference. So one of the most difficult evenings, um, Matthew had two rapid response teams come. And if you don't know what that means, it's, it's not necessarily a terrible thing, but it's a very scary thing because, you know, they roll in with a crash cart and, you know, when you have 10 people roll into the room, it's, it's not good. So um, that actually happened twice in one evening. And it happened to be one evening when Tom was at the hospital with Matthew. And so I did the only thing I could do, which was drive to the hospital and sit outside Matt's window. And as I sat outside his window, my phone alerted me to a message that came in. The message was, some, was from someone who I go to church with. I've always enjoyed her company. We've been in Bible study together, but uh, she's not someone that I'm necessarily close with, although I would love to be close with her. I just haven't had the opportunity. And in her message, she says this. She says, Robin. While I was in the car, for the first time, I really listened to the lyrics of this song. And it's a song by Jason Gray, and it's a, the title is Remind Me You're Here. She says, what I heard was, I won't ask you for answers. Reasons won't wipe away my tears. Then it goes on to say, I just need to know you're here. She says, today, as I was praying for you and Matt and your family, I felt led to share this with you. I hope somehow it will touch your heart. So just picture that. I'm sitting outside the hospital where my son's being attended to by the rapid response team. And someone sends me this message. I won't ask you for answers. Reasons won't wipe away my tears. But... I just need to know you're here. I was so touched in that moment that, that God had laid that on her heart and that she had followed that prompting and that she had sent me that message. But I got to tell you what she said after that was even more profound. She says this, she says, Robin, your faith has been such a witness, you're, but you're a mother and it's so hard to see your child struggle. It's so hard to wonder what God's will is and why he doesn't just tell us. Then she said this, rely on the faith and prayers of others. You are spent. Let others, other mothers hold you up like Aaron did for Moses. Rest, dear devoted mother of Matt. Fear is not from God. Fear is an attack. Weariness, the unknown, the vulnerability of a tender mother's heart. Allow the attack of fear to crowd out our faith. Robin, rest. Know that other mothers' hearts are standing in the gap for you. And I got to tell you, that night, somehow, in that moment, I was able to receive what she said, and I was able to rest. 
I was able to just believe in that moment that my groaning heart that had no words, no words for the pain and fear that I was experiencing, but I was willing to just trust that other women, other mothers, other people who love us could put words to that and that they were praying when I couldn't. So thank you. Thank you to this person. I hope you're listening. I don't want to name you because I haven't asked for your permission, but I'm just so thankful for you following the prompting of God. I also think about a dear friend of mine who just this morning sends me scripture from Romans 8. And if you know me at all, you know that Romans 8:28 is kind of our life verse and that we claim and we cling to that God will continue to use all things for his glory. But you know what? Sometimes I need that reminder. I need to remind myself of what I do know to be true rather than leaning into all the things that I don't know. So I'm thankful to that friend of mine for her prompting to send me my life first, even today when I needed it. I think about my friend Carrie. For those of you who have ever had someone touch your soul deeply, you'll know that Carrie is that in my life. As I speak, Carrie is battling cancer, a five-year battle that recently has uh, seemingly been called to a close, at least by her doctors. So So Carrie continues to battle. She continues to fight. And in what could perhaps even be her final days on this earth, she's pouring out on my behalf. So many times this week, I woke up in the morning with messages of how she was praying over us in the middle of the night, giving me scriptures that remind me of the truth that I know that God will not let these waves overtake me, that he has not left me, that he is our great hope and our great help, our very present help in times of trouble. I think about another message from one of my friends who again sent me a song that God had just laid on her heart. A song that says this, The sparrow's not worried about tomorrow or the troubles to come. The lily's not thinking about the seasons, the drought, or the flood. A tree that's planted by the water isn't faced by the fire. So why should I be? You take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing. And you hold me in your hands with a kindness that never ends. I'm being carried in your love no matter what the future brings. Yes, you take good care of me. So for all of you sending me messages of encouragement and following those promptings, thank you. And for everyone listening, I want you to just know that those promptings aren't a mistake. They're not something that's in your head. These promptings are indeed God's way of using you to stand in the gap for someone who needs it. And that someone this week was me. So thank you all for standing beside me, for standing in the gap with me and for continuing to make this journey with me. God bless. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.